0: Hey, everybody, this is Laurie Handlers, and you've just tuned in to Tantra Cafe, a program for spiritual enlightenment, and I'm thrilled to be with you. I greet you in peace. Om Shanti Shanti Shanti. I want to let you know that at any time, if you have questions about this show, want to make suggestions about this show, want to talk to me about the show, you can write to me at Laurie, L-A-U-R-I-E, at TantraCafe.com have you ever wondered what it might like to be the opposite gender I imagine most people at one point or other say things to themselves of course in their own head like I wish I was a man they seem to rule the planet or I wish I were a woman they get to dress up be pretty and get taken care of you know the typical stereotypes that can be conjured about being what we're not but what about actually changing your gender through a series of sex change operations known as gender reassignment. What about when someone actually does change? What does this involve, and what happens to them? My guest today is Millie Knox, a person who was born a man and had herself, or I guess himself then, changed into a woman. Millie spends her time teaching workshops on healing and the Kabbalah and Tantra. She is greatly known to the pagan community on the east coast of the United States through her teaching at many festivals. Millie and I met in something like 1994, and today she's here to tell me and you her story. Hi, Millie. So glad to have you, and I want to hear the scoop.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Steve.
0: And hi, anything you can tell. And I, I want to just, you know, I, I want to also mention here, and I'll mention it again, too, that um, you're the star of a film. Well, actually, your life is the star of a film called Soulmates Movie, the Soulmates Movie, or Soulmates, and, it's, and people can find out about it at soulmatesmovie.com. I wanted to say that because your life is extraordinary, and... Uh, I want to hear all about it right now, and people can follow up by going to the website and finding out more about the film based on your life. So what is it like? How did this happen? How? Wh- when did you notice that you were a guy and you didn't want to be a guy anymore? Because I know you've been through the whole gamut, the family, children, everything. So how, when did you first know, Millie?
1: Well... I kind of knew when I was a child um, my I used to spend my summers with my grandmother and uh I think she knew she um used to make me little smocks and let me grow my hair out um, and they even came up with a name for me um she called me amethyst cuz I liked purple that's true and which- um I remember one time when I was eight, um, I was always, you know, um, doing tea parties with the girls in my neighborhood and dressing up in uh, mommy's clothes. And I think I remember one time my mother dragging me down the street by my ear, hollering loudly about what a pervert she had in her family I think it was then I found <coughs> found out it really wasn't okay for me to be a girl
0: right well she gave birth what she thought to was a boy and for all intents and purposes you were in a boy yeah. but you you didn't feel a boy you weren't you you didn't feel to be a boy
1: no never and it, it was quite fine with me to just hang out with the girls um Until, you know, I was about 11 or 12 and all my girlfriends started getting interested in boys. And then I was kind of left out um, because I didn't get along with the boys that well. Um, Sure. And the girls were interested in other things than I was. It wasn't okay for me to be interested in boys. It wasn't okay with them.
0: it could have cost you your life. I mean, luckily it didn't, but you could have been very... Not like you're any kind of sissy. You know, you're not... <laughs> <laughs>
1: you well, I do remember powerful. one time, you're, you're uh, early in transition. Um, yeah, I could see that. I you was... Got uh, in boys I was at early in transition, uh, back when I transitioned, you had to live as a woman and dress as a woman full-time for a year before they would even give you hormones. So basically, I was a guy in a dress for a while, and I was at this gas station in Fairfax, uh, gassing up my car, and this uh, truck full of guys carrying motorcycles in the back of their truck pulled up to gas up, and then they looked over at me and were going whistling and catcalling, and then they realized... i was a guy and one of them came over and stuck a gun in my mouth and said give me a good reason why i shouldn't pull this trigger well thankfully his friends pulled him off of me i went home i locked myself in my apartment i didn't go out again for five days
0: yeah i can't blame you i can't it was
1: kind of dangerous back then
0: yeah very dangerous now now but you were destined to go through with it. I mean, you, you knew you had to. It was your destiny, yeah?
1: It just seemed like the next right thing to do.
0: Right. Now you... It, it wasn't um, a
1: great big... Yeah.
0: Were you still... you? T- tell us... I, I mean, I want... I mean, the interesting part for me is that you were married to a woman as a guy. You were a guy... Even though you didn't really want to play that role, you you were a guy and you've had a couple of children. So when like where in your life did this all, did this transition? What did you say to her? You know now I want to start wearing women's clothes. I mean I've seen that. I'm not. It's not so foreign to me now. Um, and actually when I met you in 1994, it wasn't foreign to me then either. <laughs> <laughs> and you were about the best thing that happened to me in those years you know what i mean it was like oh, meeting, that's wonderful so meeting you. you was like meeting a breath of fresh air somebody who <laughs> somebody well, who had I been had
1: through,
0: um... somebody who had been through the mill and uh no pun intended millie somebody who had been through the mill and who was who could feel the depths of feeling for other human beings i mean that's who you are
1: i had um i think i just Started getting softer and gentler. It sort of happened gradually. <clears throat> and, um, I, uh, started wearing, uh, soft fabrics.
0: And I yeah. started
1: dressing, um, just gentler and softer. And then my whole nature changed. And my wife at the time, she knew I was crazy anyway, but she didn't think I was this crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and <Yeah. laughs> when, I started, when I started being interested in men, she decided that, you know, this isn't going to work for her. And so uh, she moved out, and we both got one-bedroom apartments right down the street from each other. And we started being like best friends. And uh, when she had an issue come up, or she was in trouble, or she had to make a decision, she would come over and talk to me. <clears throat> and when I did, I would go over and talk to her. So we had that kind of a relationship. And, and the
0: kids? What about the kids? I mean, surgery, who, did they, who did they stay with the most, or did you do a. Did you do a split custody, and how did they adjust to this? I'm going to ask, I have to ask you many questions about how you adjust. That's fine. My children?
1: Yeah. Yeah. They stayed with me um, part of the time and stayed with her part of the time. We just worked out a schedule. And they Uh, just, how did you you explain it to them? This is what's going on. (laughs) And, uh. They didn't care as long as they could be with, with me. They didn't care.
0: That's pretty great.
1: As they, real- as they got older, it started bothering them. Because but... I remember one time we were all at the Burger King, and um, I was correcting the little one. And he went, Dad! And everybody in the restaurant looked at my wife. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I imagine that uh, was tough. I mean, I—I I mean, it was probably mortifying to a certain extent for your wife and for you, you know, at yeah, that well, time
1: to be my busted wife like th- that. You so, know, yeah, my wife at the time, um, she lost, you know, the perfect man. She thought. I mean, I worshipped the ground she walked on. I treated her superbly. Um I was the best lover she had ever known. I was handsome as all get out.
0: I imagine um
1: she was really pissed that she had to let go of Ernie. Right. She was really pissed. Right. And we even had a um had a funeral for Ernie, so to kinda help her get through the grief.
0: And and how and, and how was that? You staged like a ritual. A ri- I mean,
1: yeah, yeah. We just we had um, a, a little coffin. We dug a hole. We had candles. Everybody dressed up. Um, I spoke a eulogy, and then she spoke a eulogy, and we said goodbye, and um, that's kind of how it was. Mm. It's like saying goodbye to a part of me, the part that where I had to try to be who everybody else wanted me to be,, mm. and saying hello to to me, really,
0: yeah, there's definitely no question about who you are it's, <laughs> um, no it's, there's not it's, a, it's amazing it's an amazing process. Did you seek uh counseling and help? in this transition like before you even started to dress in women's clothing or did you just start doing it and then get help or you know i'm asking you this because there might be somebody listening who who's right in the same situation and i know there's more possibilities today than there was then how many years ago did did this happen
1: it happened in 95 in 95 i did i started my transition in 1992
0: okay so I must have met you just right then. I I
1: maybe I Yeah, didn't... it was right at the beginning. Yeah. When when and you... you know, all I had to do was get up in the morning and look in the mirror and I was I was happy. Everything else <laughs> was just gravy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, not not many people can say that. that They just look in the mirror and they're happy.
1: <laughs> it's kinda like that today, you know. I, I get up in the morning and the first thing I do is go I have this full length mirror. I go stand in front of it and I go today I love you, and I get to be me today, and everything else that happens in the day is just extra. Yeah, it's I, I never had an experience before of being who I was. You know, some people, uh Earth people, I call them, they get to be that way, and they've been that way their whole lives, and yeah.
0: uh, and they don't I appreciate just it
1: now. Did that.
0: And they, but here's the thing, they don't even appreciate it. They they they're like that every day. What you wanted, and they look in the mirror and they go, "Oh, I'm fat. Oh, I don't like I my thighs." I mean, I do it. I go, "Oh, I don't like my thighs." <laughs> <laughs> or, or, "Wow, you know, uh, the skin on my arms is a little this or a little that." Or, "Oh, I have a one blemish on my face." I I can really hear you that you look in the mirror every day and go, "I love you. I'm so happy to be here in this body now."
1: I know, I am. You know, people work, I get to be, uh, because I work on construction sites sometimes. And I'm out there on the construction site, and I'm, usually get my way. And I, I'm not, and sometimes I have to be not so nice to get my way. And somebody will say, you bitch. (laughs) And I go, oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) They don't know what to say.
0: That's great, that's great. Well, I'm talking here with Millie Knox about what it is to go through a gender uh, repositioning, a gender reassignment, they call it. And uh, we're talking about how she discovered that she really was in a man's body needing to be a woman and how happy she is now, how happy she has been to go through the transition and be a woman now. And I'm Laurie Hamlers. You're listening to Tantra Cafe. And coming up next, we'll be discussing other aspects of this, like what kind of counseling she had, what it was really like to say goodbye to the old, bring in the new, et cetera. More details of the life when we come back. Are you wondering what book you should read to jumpstart your sex life and increase your happiness? Try my book, Sex and Happiness, The Tantric Laws of Intimacy, this short. Easy to read book will make you laugh at yourself and it may possibly even make you cry as you discover my tantric secrets for happiness and how they apply to you. In the book, I begin with the 10th law, make love in the unknown, and then work you all the way through laws 1 through 9 to teach you how to be in the unknown, fresh every moment of every day. Sex and happiness puts the innocence and love back into sex and gives tantra the respect it deserves. The book is only $19.99 in paperback and $14.99 in ebook. Go to sexandhappiness.com to order your copy of Sex and Happiness by me, Laurie Handlers. So, in the last segment, I, we were talking with Millie Knox and talking about what it is to change your sex from a man to a woman as an adult after you've already been married had children been in a man's body and a man's role so to speak but always knowing that you were a female and Millie it's a very brave thing to do that you did and I guess you felt like there was no choice how you know you mentioned in the last segment about having a funeral for Ernie and yet I know that in a Tantra class some time ago you know you had to go through some more layers of Ernie you had to you had to come back to actually appreciate Ernie and not hate Ernie. Tell me a little bit about you know your own emotional transition how you actually let go of your old life
1: well um there was counseling uh, uh, was it any good
0: was it any good well, at the
1: time in in you know in nineteen ninety two um we uh you had to have uh two um sex change therapists um recommend you for surgery and they had to have enough sessions with you before they would do that and they required uh four or five sessions so I went uh Four or five months to one person and in four or five months to another person. But the second person I went to, after the second session, he said to me, well, here's what I want you to do, Mill. He said, for the next three sessions, what I'd like for you to do is lead the group because I can't be here and you'll just do fine. So That's such an acknowledgement.
0: That's an acknowledgement of you
1: as a leader of this. It's so great. I moved from getting counseling to giving counseling in that in that session in that segment of my life and it it really wasn't hard for me because I made the decision to to do what was what was next what was necessary and what was what seemed to be and every step, it got me closer to who I was. So it seemed like the right direction to go. So when I started dressing, um, it just it was more of me. When I started wearing makeup, it was more of me. And after electrolysis, there was more of me available. And then uh, finally, um, <clears throat> I decided to do surgery. <clears throat> and it wasn't like i decided to do the surgery and then all this other stuff came it was like the next step i did the each step and then the next step seemed surgery seemed like the next best thing to do
0: did and you let
1: me ask you it, a question
0: quickly here did you yeah. have only did you have one surgery or did you have multiple surgeries
1: no i had them all at once oh i was I was on the operating table for eight and a half hours. Oh, that's quite a statement. And I, and um, I didn't have um, breast augmentation. I grew these. I'm okay. real proud of them. My <laughs> uh, endocrinologist says, "Wow, Millie, you really were meant to be a woman." I like <laughs> playing with them. <laughs> uh, so the the. Um, the surgery was sort of like um, an acknowledgement of all the work I did to get that far. And the pain is, was caused by my relationships with other people in my life because I I lost friends, a lot of friends. They just mm-hmm. couldn't deal with what I was going through and who I was. And there came to be a point in the middle where I had no one in my transition. I had no one. I couldn't count on anyone to relate to me. And then I started making new friends as as Millie. And I mean, right that's, now, the, that's the only, the I, only person I I've ever have, known you
0: as is Millie. I, I, but you know, I've only <laughs> had one little glimpse of Ernie. But I've known you as Millie, and and I, everyone I know who knows you knows you as Millie.
1: Yeah, I started all over again, making new friends and establishing new communities. Um, how
0: long? How long did you go? How long was it that that middle that the middle point where there was no one? How long of a period of time was that? I imagine it was devastating. Would have been for me.
1: It was about five weeks. Oh, and. I really, I really rarely went out. Um, I stayed in most of the time, and uh, I didn't have any support or any friends in that period. And then when I, when I started going out again as Millie, um, I started meeting new people <clears throat> and making new friends. Oh, great so
0: and and did anyone ever i mean, I know listen, I'm not going to go into the that the history of where this happened, but I know that there was there was some pressure on you to not share this story at the place where I first met you. Uh, but did you really did you ever find really any negative aside from your past friends, when you've been upfront with people in life now? I imagine sometimes now you don't even talk about it, but do do you find, like, a prejudice or a real negativity from people?
1: Not today, but in 93, um, in Washington, D.C., where most of my uh, gay and lesbian friends were, uh, it was open season on transsexuals. Uh, The police uh, beat me up two or three times coming out of uh, Ziegfeld. And hmm. since then you know we've we've uh done sensitivity training with the police department. that does not happen anymore, but it did back then um I had two real close friends that were transsexuals that worked in the sex industry uh like we all did back then to uh to survive um and they were killed oh and uh in the movie that's that's brought out that one my my best friend Travis, that was uh a transsexual in transition uh was killed and these the people in the city i mean like her body was just sat in the in the morgue and nobody claimed it I mean her parents didn't even. Uh, think enough to check on it. And uh, they buried him in an unmarked grave, and it took me five years to find it.
0: Mm. That's a terrible, terrible, uh, it's a terrible reflection on the prejudices. And really, it shows us how important sex is uh, and how political sex is. I mean, I've thought this always that uh sex and politics and power are are really connected and uh that someone to live in the in the comfort of who they know themselves to be is disallowed based on you know religion and right wing thinking and the threat the threat how threatened people are yeah they, they
1: nail people to trees for that
0: yeah yeah so the thing you did, it, it was just very, very courageous. I mean, and it well, just, just,
1: I've, I've blazed a lot of trails for for a lot of the young girls of today. <laughs> and there's support groups and that they can contact in their areas. Um, we have the Internet now. Um, we didn't back then. Uh, we have the Internet. We, there's there's support for people. They're, they don't have to do this on their own. Uh, yeah. like I did.
0: Yeah. And that's well, the good
1: still, news. It was still a kind of
0: relatively new operation in 1992
1: or, you know. Yeah, it was. There was only uh, like uh, three um, three doctors doing it. There was a uh, Biber out in Colorado, and there was somebody in Montreal, and then there was uh, Eugene Schrang in uh, Wisconsin. Is there the doctors you're naming?
0: Doctor, you know, this is how many doctors did the operation? Three, three
1: doctors. There mm-hmm. were three places you could go that I that I researched that were within you know that I could get to in the states or just across the line in Canada. I I watched videos of their uh, procedure. I talked to people that had gone to that doctor, and. Then I picked the cutest one to do my operation.
0: <laughs> that's just like you. That's so great. <laughs> I guess that's what I would have done too. That's really that's adorable. Well, I just want to let people know what we're doing here. I'm I'm talking with Millie Knox, and Millie's a transsexual. She's a person who was born in a man's body in a boy body, and then made a transition into a woman's body in the 90s in the early 90s and her life is on film now her life is in a film called soulmates and you can find out more about it you can see a trailer of it at at www.soulmatesmovie.com she really is a pioneer in in the world of being able to change gender and we we've been talking about what she had to go through when we come back, we're going to talk about other things that are available for people who may want to undertake this, who may want more information about it, and we're going to find out more about her life today, because now this doesn't predom- this, the decision has been made, it was made, and that's over, and we're going to talk a little bit more about what's happening in her life today as a woman. So please stay tuned. This is Tantra Cafe, and I'm Laurie Hamler as your host. If you're listening to Tantra Cafe, congratulations. You've reached a higher plane of consciousness in caring for yourself and caring for your significant other. Tantra can help with physical and emotional bonding to nurture your relationship. And there's another level of care that you should be considering as well. It's your family's financial well-being. I rely on DeLone Financial Services to guide me on this journey. And Jeff DeLone is my friend. He and I have worked together for years. He even helps care for my father's finances. For information about your family's financial planning, contact Jeff DeLone at 610-356-1253. That's 610-356-1253. Or you can email Jeff at jdelone at delonefinancialgroup.com. Securities and investment advisory services are offered through FSC Securities Corporation, member FINRA SIPC. Jeff DeLone is a registered representative with FSC Securities Corporation. DeLone
1: Financial Group is not.
0: Welcome back. You're listening to Tantra Cafe. I'm Laurie Hamlers, your host. Tantra Cafe is a program for spiritual enlightenment. And today my subject is changing gender. What it's like to not just think about it or feel it but what it's like to actually go through it and change gender and my guest today is millie knox and she's an old friend of mine and her life is a movie called soulmates you can also find out more about millie at millie knox.com that's m-i-l-l-i-e k-n-o-x dot com so millie I want to talk about your life now because okay yeah because I I mean it's amazing the transition that you went through it's amazing that we met it's amazing that someone else that I know and you know wanted to make a film of your life and I'm so thrilled that that she did and so I want to talk about your life now like your body you know you said you grew your own breasts you didn't have breast implants I mean I I know everyone wants to know I'm I'm sure everybody wants to know like when you're having sex now I mean do you have it do you you had sex as a man before and you said earlier in the show that your wife your former wife said that you were the best lover she ever had so how how's that working for you now how are you as a woman do your partner say
1: you're the best lover they ever had well they I don't have any complaints and once somebody's been in my bed, it's never the same for them again to have sex with anybody else. So I have a lot of people that uh contact me regularly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you mean a lot of friends with benefits? <laughs>
1: yes, that's it. That's
0: it. Yeah, yeah.
1: I have I have this one friend uh, who's a fireman who um I've known for seventeen years. He um he and I uh, got together when before surgery when I was uh uh just first in transition, and uh, he's been there for 17 years, and he's one of Millie's first friends. And uh, he's um got children, and uh, his wife left him oh, I don't know, about 10 years ago, and he wanted me to come out and Raise his children for him. I said oh. no.
0: Done that already.
1: <laughs> um, but we still in contact. And I have several friends like that that I've met that that just hang in there with me. And um, sex for me today is uh, as a woman. It's it's not so much about um, being penetrated. Well, well, sometimes it, it is something. Uh, it is like that sometimes. But most of the time, uh, it's about drawing somebody in uh, and absorbing them and having them close and into my center. And uh, usually I have sex on my terms, and it's for what I want, um, because for years and years and years, when I had sex, it was about giving the other person pleasure right i really never got that much out of it myself and today it's all about what i want and i think that's the best part yes yeah,
0: wonderful and and, and, how, and how does tantra play in there
1: well um tantra allowed me uh with the exercises and the breathing breathing and with the philosophy too it allowed me to take a different have a different relationship with sex um, a different relationship entirely i I don't have sex just with my body. Um, my spiritual self is involved, my mental self is involved, and of course my physical self is involved, but it's like um all of that happens at the same time there's There's no disassociation like there used to be. Used to be, I'd have sex, have a release, and then, uh and then I could be close. Oh, I think that's so had that's so. Listen, women that's a and really, he, he that's a really critical because point because that was as close as he was going to get. Yeah, yeah. To, to be yeah. a woman, and he, he settled for that for years and years, and now it's about wow. This is for me. This is for me now. And Tantra has allowed me to take and expand the experience, uh, so that one, it lasts as long as I want it to last. And, uh, two, I start with, uh, my arousal like a week before I ever have sex with anybody. And it just builds and builds and builds. And I have multiple orgasms. I, and each one, um, sends me further and further and further over the top. And then finally I just have to stop because it gets to be almost painful. Right. That's
0: kind of how it is for me now. Yeah, it's a great listen. It's a great description that you're giving, and it certainly answers the question. You know, can you feel this as a woman? Can you has tantra helped you expand your orgasm and expand your whole being ability to to be present? And I love when you said you start building it a week before. I mean, what a lucky kind of way to deal with it. I mean, not that luck has anything to do with it, but you know what I mean, like how yeah, lucky you are as a woman to be able to to do that, to experience oh, that. Oh, and, and,
1: and a woman my age, um, I don't have any trouble uh, lubricating. Mm-hmm. I just get really, really wet. And most transsexuals don't. And most women my age don't. But I do, and I think tantra played a big part in that.
0: yeah it does play a big part in that i know for person i know personally and i also know you know I, there's other there's students of mine who have called me there was one actually who was on a, the show with me a long time ago and she said she called me she gave the, the story about how she called me and she said you know i'm really embarrassed to be with my lover now or any lover she said i don't lubricate anymore and i don't know what to do and i said well are you doing any exercises Are you doing squeezing and breathing? Are you squeezing your sphincter muscles and your PC muscles? And are you charging yourself up? And she said, no. And I said, well, try that. I have a video. I have a CD of that. You can find that almost anywhere on my website on Butterfly Workshops. Why don't you just try that again? So she tried it, and she called me up the next day, and she said, oh, my God, I was wet. (laughs) (laughs) Good for her. It, well, because it's in your head that, you know, things don't work, and it's our head that gets yeah. in the way of us using our body. So, you know, so it's I, great that you are I love that.
1: being a woman.
0: It's now, let me ask you something about relationship. Is who I am. Let me ask I mean, you something about relationship. You,
1: um, for money that I did um, before transition, I still design sound systems. Right. Uh, for stadiums and performing arts centers. I get paid half as much <laughs> as a woman, but oh. I get—I still do the same things I did before. But my life is not all about that anymore. I have people that come to me to be nurtured, uh, to learn how to heal. I counsel people. I—I I have um, a coven in, in Alexandria with forty or fifty people in it that. Depend on me for their spiritual um, education and comfort and support.
0: My life is but just great Wait a minute. What's a covenant? What's a covenant? Because I can't
1: a covenant. You know,
0: I know, but I can't assume anybody else knows. What, what's a covenant? Oh, it's, a,
1: it's a group, a Wiccan okay. group. We get together. It's like church.
0: Okay. And
1: then it's like so church. church, you we, get together and what candles happens. And we do incantations and um invite spirits in and uh we break bread with each other, uh, and we ask for healing for the people in our lives. We have ceremonies once a month at the full moon and we um we celebrate uh each other as a group. And there's not that many places that uh, people can go and be totally accepted um, with their belief system no matter what it is. I have 30 people at a ceremony at 30 different religions, 30 different belief systems and we all support each other. So it was I couldn't find a place to go to church. I was raised an Episcopalian and I went to Toro and in, in Fairfax. And their priest, actually, you know, when you're walking out and shaking hands with the priest, he pulled me over and he said, you know, it's been requested that you don't return here. So no I didn't kidding. have any place to go.
0: No kidding. So the I priest actually my own. said that to you? Yeah. That's like, wow.
1: That's just step. I personal. know. It kind oh, of floored oh. me.
0: Say, say again.
1: It kind of floored me. I didn't think people would do that, but. This this particular group is the one that uh, broke away from the Anglican Communion and started their own deal because they didn't want women to be priests.
0: Oh, I see. So it was Uh, a very it was a pretty conservative group. So I I I yeah, you could say that to hurt somebody like that. I mean, it's just it blows my mind. Uh, I want to go back for a second because I, I will, I want to ask you some more about this, um, your group, your Wiccan group. Oh, I
1: okay. Wanna,
0: I want to ask you about sex again for a moment and, uh, and partnering. What I want to know is, it's, do you see yourself as ever settling down with one person again? You know, do you see yourself as, uh, Having finding are you searching at all for a partner for a par- partner you know the one or are you not?
1: I I am open to having a, a life partner and I'm looking. The lady sends me um, people to audition every year, um, so I usually have one person in the, that comes that I meet in the spring, and then we see how it goes. And they've you know they've been. Get better and better and better, and I've been able to uh, get along with uh, a partner uh, for a longer period of time each year. And I do want that more than anything else in the world. I do. What lady? Uh, But I also want my independence more than I uh, want anything else, too. And I'm I'm working to... uh, Resolve that that conflict, uh, because the kind of men I'm attracted to uh, want to run my life too. Right. And wait. What?
0: Wait. What lady sends you audition partners?
1: Oh, the lady. Uh, the goddess.
0: Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the goddess, like the god, the goddess of all? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought you meant a matchmaker. You know, I'm. I'm going. No, you, know. you thought I had a service. <laughs> In my, listen, in my previous life, I was a matchmaker for a while. I owned, I was part owner of Georgetown Connection, Washington, D.C.'s first video dating company. So, you know, when you say the lady, I figured someone like me. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I guess no. the goddess is someone like <laughs> me. So. <laughs> so, okay, so, so I get it. You get attracted to men, and they get attracted to you, and then they try to run your life, which is what I opened the show with you know, saying, gee, I wish I were a man. That way I could rule the world. And so I could, listen, plenty of men have tried to rule my world and plenty are now trying to rule your world. And it's, it's, you know, it's it's cultural training. It's just cultural training. So is it possible for you to find a partner and, and retrain him and soften yourself?
1: Well, that's the inquiry that I'm in. And okay. I do I I do have that as as something that I want. And okay. I'm working on what changes do I have to make in myself to make the space for that and uh maybe I should uh take a, a broader look at the the men that come into my life and lots of them do and lots of them have and this spring even more so um I think I'm going to, I think it's, it's about time uh, for me to find someone. And well, I,
0: please don't feel any pressure from me. Because I, I, I don't, I, first of all, I don't know if having only one partner works. I haven't, in my well, life. I wouldn't worked. have
1: just one partner, but I am looking for a life right. partner.
0: Right. Okay, I understand. Someone <laughs> okay. you have a life partner with, and then you can also have some other people. Because I, I don't have any answers to that question.
1: Now it's something that's a decision I, I probably will have to make at some point in a certain type of relationship. But I, I'm not there now. Right. And uh, if I if I do have a a significant other, we will probably have other partners.
0: Right. Right.
1: All right. Well, because I have no, people gonna, that are that are, we're, we're, that are my friends that have been my friends for 10, 15 years, and I'm not gonna not have them be my friends anymore
0: sure sure well i'm talking with millie knox and she is my guest today on tondra cafe this is laurie handlers your host and we're talking about what it is to go from one gender to the next in this case it was millie going from being in a male body to being in a female body and her name wasn't millie then but she is certainly millie now and uh, we talk, we've we talked about sexuality, how it is for her. We've talked about her operation in this segment. And we're going to talk a little bit more about what she's doing now and also what advice she would give to other people who, who are going through a transition like this. So please stay tuned to Tondra Cafe. We'll be right back. Many times on Tantra Cafe, you've heard my guest and me discuss emotional release techniques. How you can do this work in your home is easy at this point because I've made a CD called Shamanic Release and Lati Han. In the CD, I create a very safe and sacred space in which you can do the powerful work that I'm known for in my Tantra classes. I set you up with proper positioning and breathing and then guide you through each emotional state to the best of wonderful tribal African rhythms. Try the CD as an easy way to do your personal clearing work on a regular basis and watch your relationships walk free from emotional baggage. You can order my CD at ButterflyWorkshops.com for only $20. Aren't you worth it? I feel you are. Go to ButterflyWorkshops.com and get your copy now so that you can walk free of emotional baggage. Well, we're back on Tantra Cafe. My guest today is Millie Knox. I'm Laurie Handlers, your host. And Millie and I are talking about her huge choice, which didn't even seem like a choice. It seemed like a natural occurrence for her in her life to do what some people call gender reassignment. She changed in her life from being born in a male body to being in a female body, and Millie, I want to know uh, just a little bit more about your ceremonies that you do, and then i want to I want to hear a little about the movie and, uh, and and some quick advice that you can give to people who might be listening who who need your help. They need to hear from you about what to do so. In any order, was there something that you left out about your Wiccan
1: ceremonies? Yes, I, I, we're a teaching coven. I teach, um Wicca. And, uh, actually help people invent a religion that works for them. Oh, and great. That's what's needed. That's actually needed. for anyone else. And, uh, I teach people. It's a three-year curriculum. Uh, I do weddings. Um I, legally perform weddings in in uh, Virginia, and people come to me, I'm, I make sure that they come for counseling before I do the ceremony, and in the counseling, I explore their, each of them's belief system and see where they're not compatible, and their ideas about sex and other partners, and Because a lot of times people just don't talk to each other about that. They get married and they assume things. And then they find out two years later and they're unhappy.
0: (laughs) Right. Um,
1: Right. So
0: so what about, have you ever had anybody come to you who's uh, considering gender switching? uh, Or even just cross-dressing? Have you had anyone, do you counsel anyone like that? you know in couples or as individuals
1: well i have um i have three people in my group that are transsexuals and and two of them i counseled uh through the whole process uh they were like sitting on the fence they didn't know what to do they didn't know how to talk to their partner about it um and i worked with them through um Oh, I guess it was about a 6-month process with one and a 9-month process with the other and getting from where they need to uh to be in order to take on making the changes. And out of that, uh those two people actually run support groups now for uh transsexuals and we we have a couple of really good groups uh in our area. There's uh, For anyone that's thinking about uh, sexual reassignment surgery, um, I would have them go uh, to the uh, Transgender Education Association website, it's TEA, and they'll have a list of local groups, and they're all over the country. Yeah, and now they, can email, they, they can email me. I have my email on my website, uh, MillieKnox.com. Uh, and I can talk with them about it, um, and find a group close to them, a support group close to where they live. Because I have a network of, of transsexual friends all over the country. Yes. And, uh, I'm in communication with them, you know, on Facebook and, uh, by email. So anybody thinking about it, um, you can't, I I don't recommend that you do this without a support group at all today anyway because the process is so quick now. Now,
0: Um, I'd have to ask you another question about this. Is there some depression and grief that people should expect that may linger for a while uh, with such a huge change?
1: In the the beginning... um, I felt like I couldn't do some of the things that I really like to do, uh like race cars, I like shoot guns uh I like jumping out of airplanes, I liked hand gliding. I thought I had to give all of that up you know to change and and at some level, I did I gave that up for a while uh and there's, whenever you say goodbye to a part of yourself or something that you really loved and enjoyed, there is grief. And you go through all the stages of grief. Mm-hmm. You get angry about it. You stay in denial about it. Like the, the transsexual that came to me for counseling that I said was sitting on the fence. Yeah. She was in denial and then, uh, bargaining then you go well i'll dress up on these days and these days i'll wear my male clothes uh, because i might offend somebody over at this place i go do this thing i really like and when we have to let go of that there's grief um and uh well finally finally we wait get a minute, to, though. i know there uh, are people who it. don't
0: have a sex change but who just dress who cross dress that's a whole other group of people or are those People, in your opinion, who really are too chicken to have an operation?
1: No, a lot of them do it, uh, and we call them uh, transvestites. Oh, okay. They, if they're truly transvestites, they're just doing it. They get a sexual thrill out of cross-dressing. Nothing wrong with that. Um, it's just how they're wired. And uh, they've got no intention of giving up their male parts. Uh, but they just like to dress and be soft. And uh, uh, take on uh, being a woman because it it gives them a thrill. Does that make okay, sense? Okay,
0: so there's really a difference. There's a distinction. Uh, yeah, a big distinct difference. difference. Okay,
1: <laughs> so a transsexual is actually female and has male body parts.
0: <laughs> it doesn't work um, from female to male, like. A woman being born as a woman and then wanting to change into a man?
1: Sure, it works. Uh, I, I've got lots of friends that are that are uh, F to M's. We call them, um, and they're living great lives as men. There's uh a lot of pressure from our culture and our society because they are now men, and they have all the benefits. Of being a man. Uh, they get paid more. They uh, get to be in charge more. They are put in management positions first. Um, there's a lot of pressure from the male community not to let them in. So they don't—they aren't as open as I am about it.
0: Yeah. I never considered on what you're know. I never considered this. It's so political. Once again, it's such politics. It's amazing.
1: We're living in Washington, D.C. Everything's politics. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, let me ask you a question about your... Let, let's go very quickly to the film. Uh, so okay. Was the, the film was just released at the American Film Institute in, in Silver Spring. Is that
1: true? Uh, it was at um, the Avalon Theater. We had a big premiere. It was wonderful. <laughs> My friends had a big party for me. They hired a limousine. They rolled out the red carpet. There were hundreds of people out front taking my picture when I got out of limousine. It was awesome, awesome, awesome day for me. And uh, my and and watch and experience the pain again. Uh, when I'm when I was going through transition, it was just about what's next. But looking back on it and reflecting, I have to experience uh, all of that again. It was pretty traumatic for me. So I had. Uh, one friend sitting on one side of me and another friend sitting on, me, they both held my hand while I watched the film. Yeah. <clears throat> but if yeah. they, everybody that saw it, if they could take away, and people that buy the, the DVD online, if they could take away just one thing from watching the movie, if they can give themselves permission just to be who they are, even for a moment, then all that pain, and all that angst, and everything I went through, it was worth it.
0: It's a very big statement. It's a very big, beautiful statement you're making. And, you know, I imagine that people did take that away. I mean, I saw the write-ups on Facebook. I saw what people said to you uh, afterwards, the congratulations. But they also commented not just congratulations to you, but they actually said what they got. A few weeks yeah, ago I, I saw this which was what my idea for having you on the show today. I I felt that people were having a growth experience from your experience and and the portrayal of it on the screen. So
1: everybody came out of the premiere with uh I think they were expanded and uh they had more joy in their life. At the after party there wasn't there wasn't a a dry eye in the house, and there there wasn't an unhappy person there. There's this one girl that came up to me, and she said, "I want to thank you for the huge difference you made in my mother's life." I have no idea who this girl was. I have no idea who her mother was, but my friends told me that this lady and her daughter had been walking by the theater and wanted <laughs> to know what was going on. <laughs> so they went in to watch it. That's great. <laughs> Well,
0: I really want to thank you for being my guest today. I, this has been an extraordinary show. My guest, uh, Millie Knox, has just been discussing her life after going through gender reassignment operation, going from being in a, born in a male body to a female body, and she's given some excellent advice to people who may be on the fence about this. She's available to be reached at MillieKnox.com, and I hope you do Reach her if you're somebody who needs to talk with someone about this, Millie, I'm grateful to have you in my life. I love you, and uh, thank you so much for being with me today. Well, thanks Next. for having me, sweetie. Thank you. Next time on Tantra Cafe, I'll be talking with Tracy Elise, founder of the Phoenix Goddess Temple. We'll be, we'll be talking with her about healing the planet one person at a time through Tantra. You can reach me at Facebook, Laurie Handler's at Facebook, Laurie Handler's at Twitter. You can follow me there. You can reach me at Laurie at com or Laurie at com. I'm signing off today for Tantra Cafe. See you next time. Namaste.